Hello and welcome to Calling All Cars from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. program created by the Rio Grande Oil Company. Tucson Police calling all cars, engine all cars. Engine all Puma County Sheriff's cars, Broadcast 111. Be on the lookout for Model V Ford Roadster. License V like Victor 625. V like Victor 625. Is believed to have been used as getaway car in the murder of Frank Zell. That's all. Dramatization you're about to hear 
The sheriff's office is required to ask our cooperation. As a matter of fact, a great number of men under my command on the police force are also commissioned as deputy sheriffs. In addition, our geographical position, so close to the Mexican border, also brings in the federal authorities on the border patrol, who've always worked closely with us. You can readily see that with city, county, and federal law enforcement agencies working in such a tightly interlocking system, the lawbreaker in Tucson is being quickly convinced that he can't get away with it. The state penitentiary of Florence has quite a few steady borders who have learned from Sheriff Belton and me that crime doesn't pay. Outside Tucson, Arizona, are crowned with gray clouds. Lightning flashes about the crest of Mount Lemon. The dying sun sends one somber sweep of red across the desolate overcast desert and then chokes to extinction. The soft tentacles of a thunderhead around the road. The ground of heaven is exposed. And far below, a richly mottled new board floods up a sandy hill. Look, he's been shot through the neck and through the arm. 
You say you didn't find any guns? No. There were supposed to be three guns in that cabin. I went over the place from top to bottom, and I didn't find a single one. I found a shotgun rammer and some ammunition for a twenty-two. Yes, according to Zell's neighbor, he owned a thirty-two twenty carbon, and that's the type of gun he was killed with. I believe, since you found no guns at Zell's cabin, that he was murdered with his own gun by someone who had stolen it from the shack during his absence. Why were men in the desert? Why not kill him at home? That's me. The killer probably wanted to be sure to escape detection. And he certainly did a good job of that for the rain to help him. Probably over to the coast or down in Mexico by now. Maybe he did his try to make it get away. Maybe he's still right here in Tucson. I ain't doubt it. Wouldn't hurt to ask Chief Dyer to give us some help on the city angle. Mm, okay, I'm willing to try anything. I'll call him right away. Gerald Bailey and this, the assistant of Chief Jackie Dyer of the Tucson Police Department. Within 15 minutes, the chief has collected his department head and is issuing orders. Boys, the sheriff has asked our cooperation on his own murder. He feels that the killer is gifted. I, I can't agree with him. I've got a suspicion he's right here in town. I want you to have your men cover the city for Zell's car, which was stolen at the time he was murdered. The car was seen coming toward town last night with a dark-looking fellow driver. It was a Model T Roadster, license number V625. Now get out and pick it up. Okay, please. Got Ford. Wait a minute, I've got a special job for you. Okay. Dennis, I've got a theory on this street. Yes? Yes. In the first place, I think our man is right here in town. Also, I'm sure that he stole all three of Zell's guns. The thirty-two twenty that murdered Zell, a 12-gauge shotgun, and a twenty-two rifle. Now, sooner or later, he's going to get low on funds if he isn't already there. Yeah, and then he'll try and sell the guns, that is. Exactly. Now, I want you to check all the pawn shops and second-hand stores and inform the dealers to notify us if any of these guns are offered for sale. Yes, sir. I'll get on it right away. And while Detective Ford begins the job of checking the pawn shops, squads of officers comb Tucson for the missing murder car. Early on the morning of August 7th, 36 hours after the murder... Officers Charles Eaton and Walker Hyde are cruising down West Simpson Street in the police car as they approach the intersection of Mission Street. Hey, Charlie, there's a model he rode this square, standing by that old brick kiln. Oh, yeah, I see it. Better pull up. Well, come on. This will be the seventh old week we've touched over since we come on duty. Yeah. Not much use looking at this one. It's been burned up. Been set on fire, you mean. Huh? What do you mean? Smell that gasoline? Yeah. All around the car. Somebody doused that car with gas and then set fire to it. I wonder why. That's why. What? The license plate. V625. You can still make out the numbers even if the paint is burned away. That's the car that Frank Zell was killed in. By saw you're right, Walker. Look, they shipped it before they burned it. But they forgot to remove the plate and the windshield's broken. Yeah, if that chance of getting clean, though, the paint's been blistered. All the upholstery and woodwork burned. Well, we're what the crowd against 
interested bystanders. Maybe they know something about this. Uh, let's ask this old Mexican woman. Uh, you live around here, lady? We live over there, across the street. Whose car is it? Who kept fire to it? Did you see it burning? No. Ah, she's not going to be any help. I'll try old Uncle Tom here. Hey, Pop, whose car is this? Oh. Looks like it was burned, don't it? It showed up. When was it burned? Oh. How long has it been there? Well, here there yesterday morning, I was with you at about six o'clock in the morning. I didn't burn the car. You didn't? Yes, it was loud and nice. Who did it? Dave Bowers. Two men. One is black, one is white. Sure, it wasn't a Mexican? Oh, no, senor. No Mexican over not mobile. If that kid's telling the truth, this doesn't make any sense at all. Well, we better get what's left of the car into headquarters and let Mark Robbins go over it for identification. But Mark Robbins, famed identification expert of the Tucson Police Department, can find no fingerprints or blood traces on the badly burned automobile. And meanwhile, Detective Dallas Ford, making his weary round of the pawn shops and second-hand stores, Drops into the little shop on West Broadway. Hello, Herman. Yeah, hello, Bailey. How's the police lead evening? Oh, it's all right, Herman. How's the money lending racket? Too terrible. How can I make a living when everyone wants to borrow money and nobody wants to pay it back? Then nobody comes in to buy merchandise? I'm telling you, Dallas, the country's in bad shape. Yeah, so I've heard. Yeah, I couldn't sell you some nice first grade merchandise to it, I tell you. No, I'm after information. I don't want to buy that. Well, what is it you want to know? Anybody sold you any guns lately? No, I bought a gun for two weeks. And if anyone comes in and tries to sell you a gun, you let me know. Tries to sell a gun? Hey, Taylor. They have all the fellow in here trying to sell me a gun. Yes? When was this? Just his name. Hello, who was it? A Mexican Taylor. A kind of a gun. I don't know. He didn't have it with him. Just said he said. What caliber? 32 surrenders. 32 footers? That's the size rifle I'm looking for. Well, I claim they go bring me in the gun. You know, he must be crazy. I was buying the gun by looking at the shell. Did he say the back? No, he said he'd bring the gun around, but he made me run. You know, sometimes they never come back. Now, listen, Herman. I want you to let me know if he comes back. Yeah, I'll do that. Now, now, you call me at headquarters and then stall the bird until we can get over here. We want to talk to him. Yeah, sure. I'd be glad to if I can. Well, you've got to. How will I stall him? Any way you can. Bargain with him. Keep him arguing. We won't be long getting here. Within three hours, the excited pawn shopkeeper calls headquarters and informs him of the same Mexicans in his store. Detective Ford is not at headquarters, so Captain C.C. Wilbank and Officer Philip Villasquiza, jumping into a police car, Arrive at the pawn shop five minutes after the call. I tell you, I can't give you more than two dollars fifty for it. But Senor, consider it is very valuable. It is worth much more. To my own grandmother, I could not give you more than two thousand fifty cents. Oh, hello, Herman. Yes, yes, Captain. I had a pretty hard time. Is this your man? And I tried to tell me about. What's your name? My name? Why? Who are you? Police officer. Oh, police. Yes. What's your name? My name is Florentino Ruiz. 
Nothing very soon, man. I guess we'll have to place you under arrest, Mr. Lewis. I have done nothing. Why should you place me under arrest? They want to ask you some questions about that rifle you've got for sale. Back at headquarters, Valentino Ruiz, Mexican, is questioned by Chief Dyer and Detective Crona. Very strong, mistake, senor. The senor at the pawn shop is mistaken. I said nothing about a rifle. I was trying to find a value of the what? Where did you get the what? It belongs to a friend of mine. I am poor, but I am honest. I have done nothing. You have the watch with you? See. Let me see it. Here you are. Hmm. Belongs to a friend of yours, huh? See. With heavy shoes you wear, right? See. Pretty large for you, aren't they? See. Where'd you get them? I, I bought them, Jose. My feet, they are sore. I like shoes large. I see. Now, how about that gun? What gun? The gun you tried to pawn. Well, there is a mistake. I did not try to pawn a gun. Well, we just drop over to your face on McCormick Street and take a look around. Captain Wilbanks is sent to search Louis' room. Now, within half an hour, enthusiastically brings a gun into the office of identification expert, Mark Robbins. Well, here's the gun that shot Zell, Mark. How do you know? It's a thirty-two twenty Winchester, and I found it in Louis's room. That's circumstantial evidence. Yeah, I know it, but I know, too, that I can count on you to make it material evidence. Well, we'll see. Let's have the gun. Hmm. Old model, isn't it? Yeah. Set up the test box, will you, Nick? Yes, sir. This ought to be the murder weapon. Zell owned the thirty-two twenty. You could stop with one. Louis tried to pawn one, and we found this one in his room. Oh, really, sir? Okay. We'll see soon enough. I'll just load this baby up. Now we'll shoot a few rounds into the test box. Now we'll have a look at these shells. Come on over here to the comparison microscope, Will Banks. All right. Now we'll place the shell found at the scene of the crime under one side of the microscope, and we'll place one of the shells we just fired under the other side. Yeah. Now, just a moment until I line them up. There, Wilbanks. Take a look and tell me what you think. The two cells have identical firing pin marks. They also have identical scars on the side from the breech block. Then Ruiz killed Frank Bell. I don't know whether Ruiz did, but I'm prepared to testify that this gun did. <laughs> possession of a gun, denies burning Zell's automobile, denies killing Zell, explains the blood stains his shirt as rabid blood, but Chief Dyer remains unimpressed by Rui's laconic unsuitance. Then his detectives running down clue after clue. After the death of Frank Zell, Valentino Ruiz is formally charged with his murder. On Wednesday, August 12th, he is given a short preliminary hearing. By his own request, the laconic Mexican acts as his own attorney. One by one, the witnesses damn him by their testimony. A young Mexican roommate of Ruiz testified. You know, you seem wearing tan shoes, but last week you come home wearing deep black shoes. 
Don't you see what they've done before that night? I've got the chosen gone for my man, I know. I have forgot his name. Another friend of Ruiz testifies. Florentino and me, we worked three days last summer digging well for the Americano. I do not know Americano as well. A chauffeur testifies. These hands used were found at the scene of the crime. I told him to the defender. I remember because I stretched him to accommodate a bunion on his right foot. You're wrong. You never told this to me. Money can't choose the wrong make. See, these are the shoes Florence didn't wear before other nights. There are many shoes like that. Yes, that is quite well worn. I remember repairing it. My mark is on the inside of the tube. I got it from a front. Hold the way to 
good battle. Looking for what? I thought I could get a job on Maritano's well. He was not at home. I took his job. Good night for the Rio Grande Oil Company. <laughs> 